Hi Pompey fans and welcome to the PO Forecast, the podcast of Pompey News Now. Uh, my name is Hugh and I'm joined here with Matt. Hi Hugh, I'm Matt and you can follow me on Twitter at mcorrick87. Give us a follow at Puckdrop UK, uh, follow our PO Forecast Twitter account at PO Forecast and if you're not following at Pompey News Now, what are you doing with your life? Exactly, what are you doing with your life if you're not having a read of uh, Pompey News Now while you're at work? Yeah, shout out to Adam. Anyway, moving on, today the podcast, well it's the special transfer deadline, loan window, whatever you want to call it, episode. Uh, in episode part one even, we'll be looking at the different incomings and outcomings, new signings obviously to talk about, and in part two we'll be looking at Matt's debate, which today is Matt. Yeah, today it's uh, all about the uh, potential formation that Kenny Jacket wants to, to put out there now with uh, these new signings, or new signing at the moment coming in, um, and where they're going to fit into the team. And part three, we're going to be looking at the Plymouth game, which is upcoming, which I'm particularly excited about. We'll get into that a bit later on. And this time I'm going to try and do a little bit more than a 30 second preview as in the previous episode. (laughs) So yeah, let's go with it. Part one, Matt. Uh, Andre Green, he's just come in. I'm fucking excited, I'll be honest. What are your thoughts? Oh, what an absolute amazing signing. Um, Seen him a few times play for Villa. Definitely think... uh, I agree with the Villa fans on this one in in terms that you know it, he he is championship quality and, and we've we've resulted it in in getting him which is only a bonus for us obviously there's some severely distraught Villa fans uh, I think you were Villa Twitter is kicking off right now uh, Mr Potato Head I think that's obviously coming up at the end of the show with your uh, tweet of the we'll week we'll go for tweet of the week later on yeah but Villa fans are kicking off I think it's always a good thing when, you've, when you're looking to sign a new player I always just skip to Twitter look at, look at the hashtag so and AVFC in this case see what the opposition fans are saying about it and they're really unhappy with losing him oh completely and, and understandably so I think you know he didn't get to to prove himself so much last season being out I think was it for a year he was out for pretty much the whole season wasn't it yeah yeah so you know for, for him it would have been an opportunity this season I think he he's made five appearances already in the championship so you know it's it's he's come from from a, a frantic championship season where I'm not 100% sure don't quote me on this but I think Villa have started off reasonably well um, obviously the the signing of Yannick Balassi coming in from Everton as well is really sort of put him to the back of the queue. Palace legend, yeah, Lassie. That's the one, that's the one. And there is uh, <laughs> Al Ghazi from Lille as well, who I, I don't know much about, not that it really matters. You know, obviously he's not good enough for Pompey. Andre Green is in my eyes, so we'll take that one. I think that, you know, bringing in someone like Balassi, obviously played in the Premier League. Was it Everton before? Everton and Palace, he's had two stints in the Premier League, yeah. Yeah, I think Steve Bruce sort of feels he needs to bolster that sort of experience and get those players who can maybe possibly have played in the Premiership before. Villa fans don't seem to agree, uh, but I think that's what we're doing, really, by getting Green on the line. Oh, 100%. A championship, you know, a player, a standard. And, you know, if we did manage to sign him at the end of it, that's the kind of player you want to be playing with you next season. 100%. And, it, and it's making a massive statement uh, to the other clubs in League One. You know, they're going to look at this and, and fear, really, you know, Pompey now. I mean... We, we were discussing before the show, the, the the defense has been so solid this year and maybe we've been lacking a little bit in terms of scoring goals. Is this yeah. the answer now? Is this where it's all going to change this season? Teams are going to, you know, there's a potential, I saw on, on a, uh, a comment on Facebook earlier on today, a potential of a front four 
you know, and and that is that's worrying. That's a real devil's worry. advocate, though. He's not a striker. He's not a striker. No, no, and he's I think not, Pompey no. fans are expecting a striker to come in, and you can't doubt the quality of the player coming in. Hundred percent, not no. But you know, do we need another striker? I think, based on on the fact that you know Pittman's not been banging them in, we we had a rave the other day about Ollie Hawkins, um, and although he's he's creating goals at the moment, the goals seem to be coming from the wide men. So does it seem like that bad of a move? Not if you've got a player who can play up front who can hold the ball up and play it off. But I think we'll get into the formation and how it's going to play a little bit more uh, later on in Matt's debate in part two. Uh, so, yeah, Andre Green, great great player coming in. Great player, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what we would say in further terms, really moving on from Andre Green, is have you heard any more? Is there any more coming in? Obviously, by all means, everybody put a tweet. If, you, if you've heard anything, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, any news, shout us up, at PO Forecast. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I've the, the latest one I've heard is Marcus Tavernier. That's from quite Middlesbrough. a big rumour as well, isn't it? It's, it, it was back in the, at the start of August. It, it kind of came around and then it, it sort of fizzled out. And it, it came to light again today a little bit. But I, I don't know where the source is, I'm afraid. Another, I don't know. another winger. Another, Another winger. winger. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Wheeler, Lowe, Curtis, potentially, um, and now Andre Green as well. Where, where's that going to fit in? Or can Tavernier play up front? I don't think he can play up front, from what I've read. And I also think that... I thought Borough weren't going to let him go unless they had a replacement. Yeah, but that's what I've heard. But then I'm saying that I don't know if Borough have found that replacement, and that's why it's now come back to, to sort of shed again. I saw... Uh, a comment about Longstaff today, um, but he was actually playing on the pitch for for Newcastle. He's out. He's so out. He's, I think. he's out. He's of the gone. question. I think I saw Andrew Moon tweeting about the fact that the you know the interest has died out and you know, Pompey have moved on. Hence why you know Green's come in. Uh, we don't need another attacking central midfielder. No, no and Green can drop into that position. He says he stated in his interview earlier that he can play as a number ten or he can play as a winger. So that's you know that seemed to be the area when Kenny was talking about needing that man to sit in behind the striker, but it, it it raises all kind of debates for the formation, and obviously that's what we're going to discuss later on. So Tavernier could be an addition to the squad, and that's coming in. Yep, going out. Well, first, before we go to going out, striker. Yeah. We need. I still think that in an ideal world, we get another striker, because Pittman and Hawkins both have different flaws at the moment yeah but I don't think that two main strikers is enough no 100% no no but again you know there, there was the whole Dan Smith situation coming back from Bognor he's gone back I think isn't and he, he he has gone back today yeah he's and he's in the lineup for Kingstonian game on Saturday so mm. you know that's interesting Ronan Curtis is my tip to be the player who steps in up front Possibly, Let's hope so yeah. I mean, he's proven he can he can finish so far this season. So he's strong enough. He is strong enough, hundred percent. I mean, he he got in behind Doncaster on on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, was stopped in his path by the goalkeeper. Obviously, resulting in the red card again. We'll discuss that later on uh, with the the Donny review. So outgoings, and this is where it gets a little bit more sticky because. Connor Chaplin or Chaplin Watch or if you're a Coventry fan you had you know hashtag free Chaplin or whatever's going on in Twitter there's been rumours for ages that he's going to Coventry it looked like it was a done deal at one point it still hasn't been done 
It still hasn't, no. And, you know, there's reports all over, left, right and centre. There's a little bit of a report today in the news saying, I think, that it could be done tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we've also heard Barnsley are potentially still in the mix, though. So it's not a done deal to Coventry. Barnsley is still there and thereabouts. If you're kind of chaplain, do you mind where you go or do you just want to go out and get out, basically? I mean, it, it seems so so strange, really. I, I think that what you've got to question is, is he going to be further up the pecking order at Barnsley? Really? I know Coventry, they need a striker. It's been yeah. proven. They, yeah. They've just had another striker who's who's been injured recently as well. I think he's out for quite a while as well. Yeah, and so they've they lost need McNulty. That they've lost McNulty as well. Yeah, they lost McNulty. So really for them, it is a massive thing that they, they need a striker. Barnsley, do they? I mean, they seem to have, you know, not really had too much difficulty in scoring, and and it strikes me as a strange move for him if that's where he chooses to go. Or, Bradshaw, you know, they lost to to Millwall. To yeah. Millwall, yeah. So they have lost a, a decent striker who scores goals for them. So they, they probably think, looking at look at the sort of additions we're making, that they probably need to add up front to to keep up, yeah. with the, you know, with the pack. But have they got? I mean, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't know Barnsley Squad well enough mm. to know whether they've got another striker that's going to be in front of Chappers. But it just seems logical that he would go to Coventry to get first team football, which is what his whole reason behind wanting to leave the club in the first place is. Barnsley fans on Twitter have been saying to me how much they, how badly they want him, and they feel that he'll really fit into their sort of fast-paced, counter-attacking style football. Barnsley tend to play it along the ground a bit more in that sense and whip balls across the box. Yeah. Um, and I think that Chaplin could thrive in that sort of quick-paced environment, not that sort of slow ball up top. And, you know, last season, Pompey ended up playing, you know, pretty direct. And even the start of this season, we looked, you know, we're playing quite direct balls up front and Chaplin's never going to fit into that. He can't play out wide. No, he it can't. doesn't fit into that. You can't slot him in face someone like Lowe. No. That doesn't work. Uh, at Barnsley, maybe he can fit into their formation. So maybe he's a better fit at Barnsley. Possibly, possibly. I know from watching Coventry in the playoffs last season, they they sort of tend to favour the taller striker, the stronger striker. Well, their formation they're playing yeah. is, they're asking me today, is is four two three one. Okay, so... They're playing the cook. They're playing the cook. And, and uh, which sort of blows my mind, because if they're playing the cook formation, mm. you know, Coventry fans are asking me today, oh, can Chaplin fit in? He'll fit in nicely. He'll replace mm. the McNulty's goal scoring. I'm thinking 4 2 three, one. Yeah. That's the whole reason why he didn't fit into Pompey's formation. Exactly, exactly. And, and again, though, I mean, it goes back to what we were discussing at the start of the season. Since Chaplin kind of came to light, has he impressed anyone? Because let's face it, he hasn't overly had too many opportunities from any of the managers. He hasn't. And I think that Jacket and Cook, Kirk, etc. That he's not really been he's not been favoured, has he? No. no and he he's hasn't. not he's not cemented a first team opportunity place. He's had chances. You know, we're gonna thank him for all he's done, don't get me wrong, like you know, I've got some good memories of Chaplin scoring some absolutely fantastic goals. Yeah. Hopefully, he gets a move away and he manages to sort of cement a first-team place. I mean, what's what's your favourite Chappers goal, should we say? Probably the overhead kick. At Blackpool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's it's possibly the, the goal against Derby in the Cup a, a few years back, or a couple of years back, should we say. No, don't, don't go that far back. <laughs> but I think that kind of unfortunately hindered him in a slight way because it shed him on a big stage and since then he's he's not really stepped up and, and proved himself so 
you know, I think that's quite a big goal in his career as far as I can sort of say for myself, really. Do you think, yeah, that if you've got Coventry and you've got Barnsley, you've got them on the table, right? Yep. And they offer the same amount of money, right? And Pompey go, right, Chappers, we've got these fees in for you, right? Hit the transfer after say uh, in January, to, yeah, you know, yeah. is the same amount of money. This is what you've asked for, right? Okay, where do you want to go and live? I mean, I know he wants to leave, but the options of living in Coventry or Barnsley is pretty bleak, isn't it? Yeah, massively bleak. I mean, especially <laughs> although he is from Woking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyone from Woking, if we've offended you on that one, but <laughs> just lost like three people who listen from Woking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> Coventry's so grey. I remember going there. It's like a concrete, concrete place. Oh, it's yeah, it's terrible. Um, and don't listen to to the barman telling you to go to the Tudor Rose either. Yeah, avoid the Tudor, avoid the Tudor Rose pub unless you want to get a beer knocked over you or over your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, anyway. I mean, it's it's a shame um, in in a slight way for for Connor. I think. We all had big hopes for him and all thought that maybe, you know, it would come his time and he would break through into the first team. But, you know, it hasn't worked out. And and all I can say is good luck to him in the future. I hope he he gets his wish of first team football and and goes on to prove himself. Yeah, I think good luck. And I'm hoping this is probably going to be the last conversation we have to have about Connor Chaplin. Let's really hope so. And maybe we can can move on, he can move on. And, you know, good luck apart from not against Pompey, obviously. I mean, it was edging closer to becoming a a topic in Matt's debate. So let's really hope that on episode four, it doesn't have to be part of that. Yeah, we can scrub it off our little agenda you wrote on your iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Right, quick one as well. Rose May, out on loan. It's been it's been muted, yeah. Would you mind seeing either of them go on loan to a League One club? May I can't see going to a League One club. I think a League Two club would probably fit him better. He obviously had that experience in the conference with Sutton, um, especially the season they got to the FA Cup and met Arsenal. Um, I think with in terms of Rose, definitely not a hundred percent. It's it's not a viable option. I don't want to see Danny Rose playing for another League One club. 100% no. I put some stats out on Twitter. I think that Pompey last season got 1.9 points per game with Danny Rose playing. And 1.2 without. That's right, Matt. I like the way that you read my stuff so well that you've managed to quote oh, wow. it. Yeah. Inspiration, Hugh. Yeah. Inspiration. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a massive game changer. And I know people are saying... Well, Hugh, that's all well and good. We've got some new midfielders now. I think Neil Allen replied with something along the lines of, you know, we've got we've got Thompson now, we've got Naylor, you know, we don't need Rose to have this impact. Even though I know he recognised the fact he made a big impact last season, mm. but he's saying, oh, we don't need that now. It, it doesn't matter. But the fact that he had that impact on us as a League One, you know, team yeah. pushing for the playoffs, I don't want him to have that impact on another team, team in League One. Definitely, not. and I don't feel like. You know, love Danny Rose, but I don't feel like we owe him to load him out. No. We've given him a new contract when he's injured. Yep. Um, we've literally, you know, signed him up, come back into the team, prove you can play for us, win your spot back, Danny. And I mean, he's a massive ambassador for the club, for the community. He yeah. Does, he does so much. And I think he brings the, the dressing room together as well. Yeah, yeah. I, with I, that I, experience of, of being promoted out of this league as well, isn't he? Was, was it with Northampton? No, League Two he came out of. So yeah. twice he's come out of League Two. 
you know, which says enough for his standard. He's good enough to, to do that. And play, I think he's good enough to play in League One. And I think he's good enough to be in our squad and, and come on and have an impact. No, I think he definitely does. I think that you'll see over the season that he finds a place in the team at some point. 100%. And we need those players. Yeah. So, May, if you need to go out on loan to get some experience, I thought his attacking game came on a bit. I watched him at Bogner. I went down to Bogner. It was a lovely sunny afternoon. Yeah, I got some chips, which I feel are actually particularly well priced, by the way, there. Cheesy nice. chips. It was like £2 or something. That's always good. Yeah. You can always take that. I heard someone uh, on another radio station today talk about how they were charged £3.65 for a cup of tea. So, What? Where's yeah. that? In London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he, even as a famous radio presenter, he bluntly refused... To, to pay the price and said that, that he wasn't paying it and walked out the shop. So £2 for cheesy chips at Bognor. Get yourself down there and, and also you get to see Lethbridge and uh, Smith as well. So Yeah, little plug there, people. If you're around the Bognor area, get yourself down to a game. But no, I was there with my cheesy chips watching him and I thought, I know the competition wasn't as high a level, but he did take control of that game. And he does have that potential to be a bit more attacking with given that freedom. But I think he needs to do it on a regular basis. Yeah. He needs to play. He needs to possibly dominate in League Two yeah. at that level and then come back to us and then we'll reassess you next season and see where you 100%, 100%. are. 100%. 100%. All right. Uh, well, we're going to move on now, I think, to part two. So we'll sort of play some sort of cool sound and then we'll bump into part two. So... Welcome back to part two of the PO Forecast. And let's fly into it. Doncaster, nil-nil, away at Donny. Good point. I, I think it's a great point, Hugh. I think it's a great point. I've heard it said many times before, it's a sign of a good team if you can steal a point when you're not yeah. playing well. Yes, we didn't play well. I know there was a lot of unhappy fans after that game, but I'm taking a point away from it. And I'm happy with that. I think... Undefeated in five Undefeated games. Undefeated in five games, yes. Okay, let's start reflecting on Peterborough, shall we? No, that's really not. Peterborough have got goals in them. We have been lacking that, as discussed in part one. But we're still up and around there. I think we're two points off the top. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. We're five games in. So I'm happy with it. I think people might say we should have maybe stole a goal with Gareth Evans, from what I've heard. Um, looking at it from different angles, it does seem like it was a bit of a... It was one of those misses that at first I thought, oh, you know, that was unlucky. But when you watch it from a different angle in slow-mo, which is easy to say, it's a, it's a bad miss. It is a bad miss. But he's been clinical this season so far. The goals he scored, and, you know, I'm happy with Gareth Evans. Obviously, that's no blip on him. And I think what we can take from this game, first of all, is... We've got a really, really good goalkeeper in MCG. Oh, 100%. I think we've over the years, the goalkeepers we've had, how many can you genuinely say have saved us points throughout a season? No. And MCG's doing that already. That's, you know, really three games where we've, we've been on the back foot and we've come away with points. As you say, five five unbeaten. You know, it's it's a great start to the season. Matt's a bigger Simon Eastwood fan, though. <laughs> I loved his distribution. Here. It was <laughs> top notch every time. You know, sitting in the front end and it slowly drifted out towards the left wing before hitting the advertising hoardings. And you can see it now, can't you? Hawkins with his hand in the air. Yeah, yeah. Calling for the ball. <laughs> I mean, at Oxford, uh, you know, obviously uh, benefiting from having him around, so they can, they can uh, enjoy that one. But I think. Again, you've you've got to praise the defence. Again, it's it's another shutout. It's it's 
a great sign really to, to have that much spirit and fight so although there's not much to scream about on, on the performance and, and so we were brilliant. yeah attacking wise anyway basically but I'm, I'm overly pleased with the defence I'm over the moon with MCG and I just one more and Clark. They well, are absolute steel at the back, aren't they? Those 100%. those two literally they fill my heart with joy watching them play because obviously they're both young players, but they both look like and they have been both playing for a long time, but they just look so natural and you can see why there's so much speculation about Clarky going out, yeah. um, transfer coming in for him. It hasn't happened, we've held on to him. He signed January, to a, at least at the moment. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, he signed to a good contract. So yes, yep. if you do sell him, we're going to make some money off it. 100%. But for now, he's at the back with Watmore, and the two of them look so composed. A brilliant partnership. They just work so well together, don't they? They really do. You know, it's it's a, a pairing that we need to just hope that Jack can stay fit again this season. We've not seen him complete a full season yet. So, it's your time, Jack, now. It's your time. Do it, my boy, because I've had faith in Jack Watmore from the day he stepped up into the first team. So I think it's the haircut, actually. The, the, what, the <laughs> mullet that you were going for back in the <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I've trimmed mine down, and Jack, Jack's trimmed his down, and now he's look at the performance that's happening. It's a shame it never better. happened for you like that, wasn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After I snap a photo of my haircut. But, okay, so it was, it was good defensive performance... There was a red card to their keeper. There was, yeah. Uh, obviously, Curtis, you know, broke through on goal and the keeper came... He probably would have scored. I think he would have scored, scored then. Yeah, I think he he knew what he wanted to do. He was going around the keeper. He was going to tuck it in, you know, unless he hadn't taken the pace off the shot or, you know, something else. But it, it looked like it. Ultimately, it resulted in Donny getting a point. Um, I did hear, which I, I think, if it was the case, is a little bit disappointing. We didn't test the, the goalkeeper that stepped in and I think they'd already used all their substitutes. So. Yeah, precisely. I was literally just thinking, I, I remember just thinking, right, on goal, shoot, put put them on goal, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate we didn't, but at the same time, that was a hard, you know, hard one point. As I said, we don't travel well to Doncaster. Uh, I do particularly like Lee Brown's comments. I thought they were, they were great. Yeah, yeah. A very strange comment to... It sort of seemed like a, a bit of an excuse, really, in the fact that they were tired from travelling. Um, six and a half hour trip on the Friday, so I heard from Lee Brown. So, oh, obviously, you know, you know it's tough, like having a snooze on the coach. Well, yeah, and playing cards and you know, <laughs> feet up. Unless Lee Brown, of course, was driving, and then I'll, I'll obviously sympathise with him. But... What What I do like about this, on a serious note, though, is that I feel like Lee Brown's taking a little bit of a leadership role. Yeah. He's coming out. He's making those comments and. Confidently, with yeah. a lot more, he's got a quite a young defence with him, isn't he? Yeah. And I think he's sort of stepping into that role and just being jovial, being that calm face, you know, you know, excusing that, but in a good way. And I think that adds a bit to the team. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Doncaster. I don't think we can talk any more about that game because literally nothing really happened. No, I mean MCG did make a couple of good saves that game, which we've got got to say, but overly. I don't think there's anything too testing for him. So yeah, you know, I think we're we're ready to kind of move on from that game now. Matt, do you know what time it is? I do know what time it is, Hugh. It's time for Mads Debate. That's right, Pompey fans, it's time for Matt's debate. And this week we'll be talking about the Pompey formation and how the hell Kenny Jacket is going to fit in all these new additions, the current players he's got, what formation he's going to play. There's a lot of questions here. Matt, start us off. 
What's Jackie going to do? This is probably a debate that there's no answer to, really, in my eyes, Hugh. I think... It's always a good start. There's so many... Exactly. There's so, <laughs> there's so many options. Um, I don't know where I want to go with it. I don't know what my preference is at the moment. What I would say is I don't think we need to start trying out another formation at this point in the season. You want to stick with 4-3-3? Three, three? Yeah, we're five games in. We're unbeaten. I liked what I saw at Bristol when we dropped into the 4-5-1 from the 4-3-3. Three, three. I think that works well when we're a little bit under the cosh, obviously. It's good for us to close games out because Pompey never, never can do that. No, I think there just needs to be somehow the room to bring in Green because you can't leave a player of that quality out of the squad. I mean, when you say dropping into the 4-5-1, last season Pompey conceded the most goals in the last 10 minutes of the first half and yes. the last 10 minutes of the second half. Yeah. Maybe having that 4-5-1 formation does help eliminate that, possibly. Of course. Or at least minimise that risk. Yeah, 100%. But, right, tactical-wise, we agree. But we've got quite a few players now who, you know, you want to be on the pitch. Yeah. I want to see Lowe playing. I want to see Curtis playing. I want to see Green playing. We still need to add a striker to that as well. So, I don't know, Hawkins or Pittman or whoever's going to start up front. We've got the midfielders here. We've got to add Thompson. Yeah, he looks great. He's bossing the midfield. He's a hundred percent bossing the midfield. I mean, I just I'm worried that we haven't the formation doesn't necessarily lean to us to allow to play those players. I agree. I agree with you. I just think it's going to be again a new. If that's the case, it's going to be a new formation. The players are going to have to adapt to again. They're going to have to learn that formation. Where we are, where we've built up such a great start to the season, do we really want to put that at risk and try and start out again with the, well, this new formation? Are we starting out again? Because Jacket's not exactly stuck to the same formation. He's actually tinkered with it anyway. You know, yeah, we, we played four four two. We played four five one. We played four three three. And maybe as the squad comes together, and I think you have to sort of wait until you've come to the end of this loan period, and when the window closes, you then look at the squad. You then assess the formation and then you see how to play the team. I mean, Hugh, does it does it make sense that possibly the Cook formation comes back and we go for the 4 2 I'm 3 I'm thinking one? that because yeah. I don't know how popular this will be. But if you think about it, having it this way, okay? Yeah. You have your back four. Okay, yeah. Okay, so it's pretty set. So I'm going to run through it. But then in holding midfield, okay, you've got, you can have Naylor. Yep. And Thompson. Yep. Okay, as your starters. For me now, they're the people who've, who've got the chemistry to start. Yes, 100%. Agree? Yep. Cool. Okay, then you've got the three players, okay? The three attacking midfielders, which means that you can play Curtis on the left, Low on the right, and you can drop Green in behind the striker. Yeah. For me, that utilises those three players. And obviously, we haven't seen Green play yet. We haven't, no. Maybe we're getting a bit excitable, but at the same time, that allows us then to play those three attacking midfielders behind the striker. And I think that striker at the moment, we said it earlier in the show, yes, he hasn't scored, but he's created a lot of goals. And I think that has to be Hawkins. I think that has to be Hawkins. And, you know, people praise Pittman a bit for his performance against Donny. Yeah, I saw I... Jacket was was singing the praise a bit there as well. So, But let's be, let's be real about this, OK? We didn't score. No, we didn't. Um, and I know it's not, it's not the striker's fault. We're under the cosh and Hawkins... Didn't look good in the first half either. No, not at all, no. I don't think either player beat themselves out of a starting position based on the Donny game. No, no. And 
I mean, I suppose another striker could come in the lame window. Well, let's face it, today's, you know, it was a shock to everyone. Obviously, we heard about it late last night, but there was nothing beforehand about it. So, what about Green? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it's definitely something that could arise in the next, you know, 24 hours where something might you know, come come available. Yeah, just to let listeners know, I probably should say this, is that at the moment it's actually 11.35 on Wednesday. It is. Yeah, so just as you're wondering what we're babbling about and why it's only just come alive, it is Wednesday night at the moment we're recording this. I, I, I personally think the formation, I would like to see us play, we can play 4-3-3, but I'd like to see us go back to 4 2 Three one it allows us to play our three best attacking midfielders because unless we bring a striker in who's going to lead the line in a different way, I don't. Th- I think we should maximise what our players are best at, and at the moment our best players are attacking midfielders. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you need someone to, to come into the lineup, you've obviously got Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Matt also forgot to mention uh, Donahue earlier on. When we were talking. I about did it. forget to mention Donahue. <laughs> I think that's probably my opinion of beyond Donahue, but. It takes a good, a good corner. It does take a brilliant corner, <laughs> but what would, what do we want? Do we want pace and attacking minded, or do we want Donahue coming back? <laughs> <laughs> we know Matt's thoughts on Donahue. Yeah. Moving on, May, maybe a, a conversation <laughs> for another Matt's debate later <laughs> episodes. <laughs> values of Dion Donahue. The value of Dion Donahue. <laughs> Tell you what, Jackie okay. loves him, mate. I would not be surprised to see him be deployed on the left wing Curtis has a bad game suddenly what you see is, is Donahue comes drafted this in this guy is delusional I'm, I'm He's so drafted glad in. KJ and Joe Gallen are there and not you Bunce because this is <laughs> no, this is shocking this isn't my opinion mate I, no, I, can no. just, I can just see it now right yeah Kenny Jack is going look what we need is a bit more stability on the left side oh, um, Hawkins more. isn't getting any delivery <laughs> it's poor how is he supposed to score any goals when he's not getting any good crosses in what we need is to get Dion let's draft him in let's get let's win some free oh, kicks oh, let's hope not Pittman let's can go not. down a couple of times win some, win some free let's, kicks let's just hope not let's just hope this isn't this isn't the case obviously we've gone a little bit off the scale of match debate I think oh, it's tactics mate we're talking tactics, tactics yeah and, and Dion Donoghue doesn't really come into that in my eyes sorry any Dion Donoghue fans out there and if Dion Donoghue you know is really really bored at home and actually listens to this sorry pal because you know we do really rate you moving on though we've got Thompson who's he's trying to stake a claim to get right back he wants to be back at right back yeah and I think Possibly based on Walk's performances so far at right back, I think that's possibly a good shout. Definitely against Plymouth, I think it's going to be a fiery one on Saturday. I think I'm fired up. I know you are, Frattening boy. Uh, Very jealous of that one. Hopefully, I'll uh, make my way down in the next week or so. You know what, though? Thompson has his strengths as well, doesn't he? But he also has his liabilities. Of course, he does. And in in such a big game, which is going to be fiery. Is, is it the right game for him? Well, I might put a couple of pounds on a yellow card at least going his way. I, I would check the line-up at, at two o'clock, Bunce, and, and see what the case is. <laughs> if it is, I'd go for that. How that about an wrong. accumulator with uh, Thompson as well to get booked? He likes a little challenge, Thompson or Thompson? Thompson and Thompson. Thompson and Thompson. <laughs> Thompson, <and> Thompson. <laughs> little Thompson, big Thompson. I don't know what different we're going to do. We're going to do Tomo or... Tomo, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I think that works, yeah. Yeah, who's Tomo? It's got to be the original, isn't it? It's got to be the original Nathan Tomo. <laughs> Tomo, Nathan, Tom- Tomo Thompson. Tomo Thompson, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But I think, you know, going back to that, I, 
hope that he comes back into the team. Maybe I think you can't judge your selection on on someone's liability to go into a challenge. I don't. No, you can't. I, I don't think no, that's an option. And I think a lot of people will probably agree that Tomo is going to be a better right back than Walks. Maybe it's something I can pop a poll up on in the week, and you can all let us know your thoughts. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get that out there. I'll, yep. I'll try and remember to to tweet it out to people. We'll, we'll get that out there. Uh, Walks, though, just quickly touching on him. Yep. I think that if we went back to four two three one, I think he's a good option to play Penson as a defensive midfielder. Yep. Where I think he did very well last season. Yep. And I think maybe not starting, but if you say someone like Naylor has you know, goes on a bad run, yeah, yeah, drop walks in. Injury pick up, hopefully not touching wood, but if it did arise, then yeah, drop him in there. He, he did great there um, when he was on loan with us last season. So I think he's works. being asked maybe a bit too much more when you stick him in as a in a four four two in central midfield. Yeah, he's having to be more of a box to box player. He is, of course. and I think he, what he does better is when he sits in front of the defense and and gives the outlet to attacking players. Yeah. When he's got his head up and he's looking forward, the ball to go to other players up front. I think that's where he looks better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I think now after after having the debate, obviously it's the whole point of it. I think I am I'm on agreement with you. The four two three one needs to come back. KJ, if you're listening, put it out there. Let's let's have it this weekend. That's it. Four, two, three, one. That is what we're saying. But what are you saying, Pompey Twitter? Give us a shout. Give us a shout. Let us know. All right. And now we're going to play some cool sounds and move on to part three. But just very, very quickly, just want to give a special happy birthday mention to the South Stand today, 92 years old. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Happy birthday, South Stand. And yeah, part three coming up. Welcome back to part three of the PO Forecast and it's time to preview the Plymouth game. Yes, yeah, so you're the lucky one going this week. So uh, what's your prediction so far, Hugh? Well, I'm, I'm predicting a win. Plymouth have been absolutely disgraceful. Um, Plymouth aren't my favourite club generally, not just because I had spent a time as a kid at some point living in Exeter, but generally Plymouth, what have they got? Two points from the start of the season. Two points from five games. They haven't won a game so far. And the the two points have come from a draw against nearly promoted Wickham and Southend. South yeah, it's, a, it's disgraceful. Obviously conceded five on the weekend against Peterborough as well at home. They are lacking a striker, but I think the first thing to think about with Plymouth is that there's always a little bit of emotion in the game mainly from the Plymouth side, because they seem to care a lot about how we do. Didn't Derek Adams say something about the fact they finished they were finishing above us would be their goal, goal, for, their the goal season. for the season to finish above us? I mean... Flattered. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's obviously failing in that one as well. So, all round, really, the guy's, you know, living up to his ridiculous... He's a massive douche, ideas. isn't he? Let's be honest, yeah. He actually turned around. I think he self-proclaimed himself as the best manager outside of the Premier League. Yes, he did. Well, yes, he did. Newsflash, the best manager outside the Premier League could... Be fired soon. Let, I mean, Matt was showing me an article from the Plymouth Herald, you know, the mighty Plymouth Herald, that says Derek Adams has six more games to prove himself. Six more fucking games? You're joking me. That's a crazy start. I mean, that is patience at its best. They've they've not done anything in five games. Give him six and he, he stays on the same points. And you're looking at relegation 
yeah. right. It was the same story last year. They were rock bottom at Christmas, weren't they, last season? I don't remember, were they? Yeah, I think they or they were right down there last season and they went on a ridiculous run of games and, and that's what pushed them up to, up the table, you know, when we were we were sort of coming back down after the loss of Rose. So I would say it could happen again, but by the look of this team, it really doesn't look possible. We should beat Plymouth, right? They lack someone to finish the goals up front. They've got Graham Carey, is there? That's the one, Their yeah. midfielder. He's yeah. tidy. He looks good, right? He's, he's creative. He's always been a, a good player. I think he's had links with us before as well. But at the same time, if you haven't got someone to put in the back of the net and they are lacking goals, they can't score at the moment, I don't feel that the likes of Clark and Watmore, Thompson, are going to be that tested. Not and at all. I'm not worried about playing Plymouth. No. You know, Doncaster, I was worried about. I thought, you know, we don't travel well at all to Donny. Um, they're, they're a lot stronger team down the middle. Plymouth, I, I will literally, I'm not sure if I want to make a bet on recording about what's going to happen if Plymouth do win. Yeah, I mean, obviously that would be an awkward topic, but again, <laughs> an, another backup for you. They they went out of the, uh, is it the Caribou or Caribou Cup? Whatever you tonight, want to call it. Whatever now. you want to call it, the League Cup. They went out tonight against Millwall. Don't really know what sort of side they fielded. Um, I would assume they, they did. A, I reckon a decent side yeah, because I mean, he, he's get, under the cosh. Managers under the yeah. cosh. Don't want to put out half our side. No, and and you know, two goals away from home at Millwall is that a little bit of a grace for him? No, probably not. No, no, no. And I not think the the big one for him will be Saturday. I think if they come away, you know, licking their wounds again, I think there's going to be big problems for him and I think the Plymouth you know fans will start losing faith in him quite quickly obviously you know I showed you as well the article where he's now fighting uh, his uh, you know misconduct charge that he got didn't he have a scrap and get sent off I think think he's I think he's one of the first managers yeah to be sent off from the touchline right under the new recent rules he might well be. I'm, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, there's no other words for him, Mr. Really. Am I allowed to say it on here? The guy is a complete and utter twat. Really. <laughs> yeah, you can say twat. Yeah, yeah, No, I think I think that you know, Derek Adams aside, Plymouth aren't a great side this season. Prove me wrong, Plymouth. But not worried about them coming down, especially how strong are we look in midfield, at home especially. I think we'll do well. Yeah. Uh, player to watch for me this for this game, I'm going to go with Jamal Lowe. Um, I think our attacking midfielders tend to streak in and out of whose time it is to break out. I think at home, especially, um, I can see low teams have raised his game a little bit at home. Yeah, yeah. in front of the home fans, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. And when when you sort of when you need that goal in that tense situation, I'm looking back at the Wigan game, for instance. Yeah, yeah. That's the time when Jamal tends to step up and score important goals, and I'll be expecting a good performance from him. Um, He's my player to watch. Matt, have you got a player to watch? Yeah, I'm going to go with the new signing, Green. Um, I think, you know... You're confident he starts then, Matt? I'm confident he starts. I don't think a player like that can sit on the bench unless he's not match fit. But as I said, he has made five appearances from the bench for Villa this season. So I think that says that he is match fit. I don't think you can leave him on the bench at all. Um, and I think he he's... Ability is going to stand above a team. He's pace, isn't he? He's pace. Mm. He, he was. I was listening earlier. He was saying that he's 
composure is, is better this season than it has been in previous seasons. Oh yeah, his scoring, how has he managed to in, in, uh, basically improve on his shooting? Yeah, so they, I believe Villa brought in Steve Agnew, um, a coach um, who basically, you know, has calmed him down in front of goal and, and asked him to slow down his decision making and he said he's benefited from that so I think didn't he say he got too excited when he got he near the got goal too excited <laughs> yeah yeah and couldn't finish so as you said quite like me in bed hey bunts yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah no so I think that I'm looking at low Matt's looking at our new boy green I'm thinking that Ben Thompson bounces back maybe from the last game he gets his foot on the ball and provides with those three creative players up front I think he's going to provide some good service I think that is the key battle this weekend is the midfield if we can win that battle I think we win the game you mm-hmm. know as long as Plymouth don't come to, to try and get an away point and, and they'll be happy with that it wouldn't surprise me no, I, I think they will try and come for a point yeah and I think I think that's why we need to get that, that midfield we need to get a foot on the ball be patient and create opportunities and maybe last week we, we would have said well where, where are these opportunities going to come from but you know there's that capability and we've still got you know just over 24 hours left who knows who's going to come in and, and maybe possibly change that even more no I'm, you know, I'm excited and I'm expecting us to come out all guns blazing um, Matt do we have anything left on the agenda that we're supposed to talk about now? No, not overly. Um, we've got your tweet of the week. Um, oh yeah, tweet of the week. So this is this is a fantastic one. Um, like this, it's from uh, Josh, who is a, a Villa fan, and you guys might have seen it. So at Josh Trish one T R I C H one, and he put Andre Green to Portsmouth is a joke. He'll be the best player in the league. Unreal preseason and Potato Head loans him out for fuck's sake. Hashtag Aston Villa Football Club. Well, Josh, we all hope as Pompey fans that you are spot on, mate. And I like the fact that he got so much, uh, this tweet got so much credit. Basically, he got 121 likes, 35 retweets, and there's a good reason. Thanks for the scouting report, Josh. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. And just hope that you're a, a touch and, uh, scout and you've, and you've got this right. Right, well, that's all for this week. So, thanks again for listening, and we will speak soon. So, let's listen and see what happens after the Plymouth game. Thanks, Pompey fans. And we will see you next week. Uh, well, it's a, it's a radio recording. Well, yeah, well, we're, you know, we'll, tune, we'll in. tune in next week, but we'll, we will be, uh, obviously, you know, everyone can hear us. Yes. Yeah. Episode four will be out next week, people. <laughs> and there's, there might be a chance that I might be doing some stuff on the Football Hour on Express FM on Monday. So, listen up. 